everyone. Happy, uh, is this the last Wednesday of August? It is. All right, next week this will be September, right? Wow. Yes. That is unbelievable. All the months that end in burr. I made that joke last week. So, um, Oh, and I see Susan Nicholson's on. Hello, Susan. Um, welcome back to Ms. Minutes. Uh, I am going to be joined by, I am joined by the superintendent of schools today, and we will get to her uh, momentarily. But I want to point out a couple things to start the show, quickly do the COVID before we get to the uh, uh, superintendent. Um, uh, first and foremost, uh, there is an article, I think it was this morning in the Tribune, or yesterday, I can't remember when I saw it, on Linda Susi from the Thune Arlington neighborhood, and you should read it if you haven't. Uh, she's a terrific example of what this community is all about, a uh, tireless worker. Um, and she hosted the two police chief finalists for me, took them on a tour through the Arlington neighborhood. Nice. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, did a fabulous job. And she was one of the nine people who helped with the interviews. Um, I really do appreciate it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Hopefully you got to see the two uh, finalists for police chief last night. They were on TV. But uh, Linda does a great deal uh, for the Arlington neighborhood and has developed quite, um, I almost use the word enterprise, but I don't want to use that, uh, you know, down there. And her approach is uh, head on. And I trust her implicitly, and she, she will give you her candid opinion on any topic. And so she's a valued uh, community member in the city of Methuen. She does great things for her community and her neighborhood. Um, and we got a couple pictures. Um, uh, last Saturday we had um, the backpack, the back-to-school program that um, um, First Church Congregational, I, I, it got a little stuck there, and um, Man Run, and it is fantastic. There's Lisa Yard Ferry on the left with her husband Josh, um, and the city councilors, and uh, State Rep. Linda Dean Campbell and myself and Ryan Hamilton. Uh, but um, and, and the ice cream truck that uh, I donated to the event. But I, I want to tip my hat to uh, Linda Susie and to Lisa Yard Ferry. I was just, uh, is this the second time I've done this event? And this is a fabulous event. They gave uh, sneakers and backpacks and uh some clothes to kids who really needed to start the back to school. And that is a great, great, great activity um, and a great sense of community. So uh, I'm going to miss some names and I'll apologize, but anybody who contributed in any way, shape, or form to that, um, Lisa Yard Ferry, uh, Linda Susie, one hell of a job. Uh, the community is proud of you guys for all that you do. Um, and we get another photo too, right? There's another photo of the gang, right? A, a lot of the people volunteered their time, and it was great how they had it organized, their table set up and um, so that you didn't have to have whole clumps of people you know, clustered together, and so they would escort them you know, uh, around the tables and they would pick up their sneakers, their backpack, etc. It was impressive, and they finished it off with an ice cream. So, all in all, well done by um, all those people, and there's as a good example, so there's some of the bags they got. Really fantastic. And, you know, if you think back to your childhood, there's nothing more um, uplifting than, you know, when you think about back to school and, you know, the newness. in the air, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so kudos to them. Outstanding job. I was thrilled for you guys to include me in part of the event. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Lisa, for all you do for our community. Uh, with that said, I'll go... Uh, into the COVID stuff and do this pretty quickly so that we can get to the, the main topic of the day. Um, the numbers are up. Uh, they're up again, and uh, the doubters are going to doubt, and the believers are going to believe, and that's what it's going to be, right? We're up to 101 new cases. Uh, it's still far better than we've been. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, we're going up. You're going to see in a couple minutes here. Um, and the cough will tell you, uh, somebody asked the question, who was that coughing during the uh, meeting last night, that was me coughing the whole time. So, uh, so we're up to 8,432 total cases in the city um, and 101 new in the last um, week. So go to the next chart, please. All right, so the good and the not so good, right? I never said the good and the bad. So uh, I thought, um, you know, both police chief finalists appeared before the city council last night. The city council has asked them questions. 
Uh, a rumor has gotten back to me this morning, only in the city of Methuen would the rumor come back that the mayor actually prepared the questions, gave them to the city councilors, um, and that the candidates were prepped for the, the... I mean, that's just a load of hooey. I don't know how to... You've you got to stop buying into these conspiracy theories, right? Um, so the councilors... And, and think of this from a common sense perspective. If, if I went to some of the councilors... And, and gave them questions. Do you think they'd read exactly what the mayor gave them? No, that's not the way it works. They asked the questions they wanted to ask in the spirit of transparency, but I'm going to be completely... So in the end, this would be my nomination, my appointment for uh, police chief, and I thought both candidates did themselves well last night. They really did. Um, albeit for that noisy cough, um, but uh, they did a very good job. And to me, I say again, thank you to the nine people who participated in the process all during. Um, you know, the three people that I interviewed, I interviewed three. The two that you saw on TV last night, plus one other candidate. Uh, the three that I interviewed tell me that um, the, the committee did a good job, right? Because uh, the three people I saw, I was convinced that all three could do the job in some way, shape, or form. Right, different style approaches, and it's up to me to determine which one I feel is the best for the city of Methuen. And I'm going to say this for the umpteenth. The only thing, there's, there's nothing playing into my decision other than um, moving the city forward. Right? Um, and, and that's the simple reality of it. So we're going to make a decision here within the next week. And then on the September 7th council meeting, um, I will go to the city council with my nomination for the appointment to be the next police chief. This is a, it's an important job. Like, this job will outlast me, um, you know, all things considered, right, in this city. So um, uh, a very important uh, hire for us, and we've taken every, um, you know, precaution, I think, known. Um, and we've got some final due diligence. We're not 100% done. Um, so that comes the rest of this week. And then, um, you know, I'll reach out to the councils before Friday and say, were there any issues or concerns that you want to share with the mayor before uh, he makes his mind? And I'll take this into consideration. And over the weekend, I'll make a decision and move forward. Uh, but what I saw last night says either one of those two gentlemen can do the job. And hopefully you saw the same thing. Um, so that was a good thing. Back to the chart. Uh, back to school, and uh, the superintendent and I, we did have a school committee meeting last week. I think we got another one coming up. Um, and let me tell you, you know, the mask or not the mask, it gets, it gets uh, emotional. And I get it. People, people have different views on it. I respect your views to have a different uh, perspective. Um, <coughs> when you lose me is when you get up there and you start really getting emotional and you start, you know, becoming almost accusatory, right? Um, somebody made the point the other night, this is America. This is America, right? Uh, differing viewpoints are appreciated here. And we need to discuss them rationally like adults. I think the most important thing to me, Superintendent, is we've got to remember that our children are watching us and they learn from us, right? And how we handle things that we don't agree with is... Probably more important than even the reading, writing, and arithmetic stuff, right? So that how they learn to handle uh, conflicts in life, they learn them from the people who are close around them. So um, I thought that was a challenge, and I say that candidly. You know, somebody out in the audience is going to say, "May you've lost your temper? Absolutely, I'm a human being. Um, and so um, here's a come. I pulled my eighth grader. Do I get a tax discount? No, you don't. Um, I'll answer that right up front. Um, so, um, you know, you may not approve of what's being done. That is, you know, your choice. I got a letter today saying, you know, uh, there should be remote school. I said, there is no remote school right now. Uh, that, you know, that's the state has announced that the learning will be in person. Um, and so, um, you know, we're moving forward. And so there is a school committee meeting coming up Monday night. We are, yep. I will announce it tomorrow. To the families. 5.30-ish? Yeah, I'm... Or, I it's either 5.30 or 6.30. Don't let me put... Yeah, because yeah, I don't, don't want to come in and open... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get all the information out yeah. to the community tomorrow. And I guess when you see the... I guess the point I'm trying to make here is, if you want to come 
one of the things I think we don't do a good enough job explaining, and maybe sometimes in city council people don't get it either, uh, the, the way the meetings are set up are by Robert's rules. So public participation is your point to talk, to tell your counselors or your school committee members or whomever your feelings on a subject. Um, uh, it should be limited to five minutes. It, it should be, you know, um, focused. Um, it should not be accusatory in any way, shape, or form. Um, you can't have foul language, obviously. Um, but, you know, once you've done that, uh, then the chair, which is me for the school committee and, you know, the chair for the city council, um, they, the whole committee or council hears your perspectives on a specific subject. Um, there is not a, I guess the point I'm trying to make is there's no back and forth between the audience, right? I think people don't understand that at times. Um, so I think what happens is occasionally you get into a situation where somebody says something about public participation and they're waiting for a response back from the committee. That's not how the meeting is organized, right? And just say that. That's not an intent to be rude. That's, that's how it's run. Um, so, um, you know, if you, if you want to tell us how you feel about uh, the masks or any subject related to our schools, come to the school committee or come to city council. Sign into public participation, adhere to the public participation guidelines, uh, and just understand how the process flows, right? I just wanted to stop and explain that because sometimes it feels to me like a lot of people are waiting for an answer, and and we don't do that, Correct. right? So, okay. Uh, so that's back to school. That was considering all perspectives, too, is the uh, – those are two holdovers from last week. Uh, so the holdovers from last week are, you know, when we get into these topics, and I said this earlier – uh, we're going to have to learn to listen to each other. So I heard a lot of people say things the other night um, uh, that I consider. Right? I heard a lot of things that were said, forget the mask or no mask. I heard a lot of things last night that were asked by counselors. They said, oh, that's a, that's a really good question uh, for the two police chief candidates, right? Um, you know, most of those they had heard before, questions on homelessness, uh, which is an issue. Um, for Methuen and every other city, uh, questions on addiction and things like that, um, you know, there's some that they hadn't heard, right? Um, so, you know, current trends on, you know, car break-ins, uh, you know, whatever. Those are all good to kind of listen to their answer. And for me, you know, watching those two last night, it was good to see them dialogue um, with the city council because that's something they'll have to do as part of that job. Uh, we're making slow. I probably should have put it really slow, but... Slow, I want to be positive about this. Slow but steady progress in the vaccinations. We're up to 55%. Ooh. Yeah, so we gained another almost 0.4%. Uh, not enough, but we're making progress, right? So we're at 55% in the state is still, I think it's about 8 plus higher than us. And I've got a chart in there to show you. Uh, and then, so why do, you know, uh, why do I keep harping on the vaccinations and everything? So the fall's coming. I love the fall. If you forget everything else, remember that the mayor's favorite season is the fall. Who he doesn't loves, love Alabama? Who doesn't love it, right? It's why we live in this section of the country. <laughs> it is. You don't live in this section of the country uh, for those nights in February when you're shoveling your driveway. You live in this section of the country for the change of season. Um, to me, back to school, the Maharajan, the Feast of the Three Saints, and we do have the 9-11 20th anniversary coming up. Those are, those are uh, cultural events. But the first two, let's talk about... Um, just like back to school, they're kind of a harbinger of the autumn, right? The, you know, seasons are changing. And there's the ad for the Maharajan, which is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Lawrence. Uh, the mayor intends to make an appearance uh, Friday night down there. Outstanding food, great people. Um, and in fact, as a plug for the show, next week we have uh, my good friend Fred Corey, who's very active in St. Anthony's Church. He's going to come on and talk all about the Maharajan. And the history of the Maharajan, the 49th annual, right? And the mayor's trying to get the Maharajan moved back to Methuen. Right? Trying awful hard. Right? When I was a child growing up, that was up off 113 off Lowell Street. Uh, they do it down at St. Anthony's um, Church in the parking lot. And it's a great event. And you should go down and support it. Um, it's a great time. Um, so Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all Labor Day weekend. 
Um, and, <coughs> excuse me, like I said, to me, kind of a harbinger of the change of seasons. And then the next one was the Feast of the Three Saints. I think we got an ad for them, too. Yep, there it is, the Feast of the Three Saints in Lawrence. I've been going to it since I was a boy, um, and hopefully you do, too. Um, it's quite an event. It's uh, two days this year, the 4th and the 5th. And next week on the show with um, um, with Fred talking about the Marajan, we're going to have my good friend Ray DeFiore talking about the Feast of the Three Saints. He's very active in the St. Alfio Society, uh, and we love them. They've got great sponsors there. Um, and it's a good take, you know. Um, so let me know when you're going to be down there. Maybe you bump into the mayor walking around uh, the Marajan or the... Uh, the Feast of the Three Saints. Okay, let's go back to COVID and put them away. Let's see. Uh, okay, on the not-so-good trends in the wrong direction, we're up to, uh, to 16.5 in our incident rate and 101 on new cases. Uh, the 101 new cases, I talked about this last week, 23 of them were previously vaccinated. Seven Moderna, 14 Pfizer, two Janssen. So the one bright light is of the 101 new cases, zero hospitalizations, zero deaths. And those are the things that we're looking at carefully, right? Um, and the superintendent and I have resumed our regular meetings to kind of look at this in advance of the school openings. Um, and we're going to continue that throughout the year. Okay, next chart. We'll fly through these. There's the update on the distribution by sex. Next chart. And by age, creeping along, you can still see that the under 19 still well ahead. Well ahead. Keep going. Okay, there's the 101 new cases. Four over 70, 460 to 69. You see 27 in the under 19 and 29 in the 2029. Right? So what I've asked the Department of Public Health is for those two lower age categories, uh, for those that are vaccine eligible, We've got to come up with a different strategy. So we're, we did a little event in the park. I don't know if you noticed it last week where we had this health fair on Saturday. We had vaccines and we did a few vaccines. Maybe that's the reason the number bumped up a little bit, but um, we've got to do some more of those uh, because we're making incremental progress, but it's still not. I saw the DESI guideline was 80% of students and staff had to be vaccinated. Um, I, I don't know the math for you, but that's quite a ways off. We are, we're well, uh, yeah. yes, we yeah. are far quite off a ways from off. That, yeah. that percent at this point well, if you're, at the high if, school. Yeah, if you're 55% as a city, you're, you're not making it within a subset, right? So, right. Um, so um, you know, I've asked them for a stretch, but, you know, let me throw this out to you. If you've got ideas on things that we could do in the city that would get you out to get you vaccinated, let's do it. Um, but by all means, call our Department of Public Health. Call Nancy Zabo. She's more than happy to talk to you about it. The, since the last week, FDA has fully approved the Pfizer vaccine. Um, so I'm expecting to see a little bit of a bump here over the next week or so. We have, As, I, Mayor, we have one coming up at the school, at Methuen High School from Greater Lawrence. Excellent. On Monday night from 4 to 6. So for those uh, folks who got it on April 9th, this is the second shot. Uh, I will be sending that information out as well. But uh, Greater Lawrence said bring people for their first shot. Uh, ah, so excellent. anybody, and they're never yeah. going to, doesn't have to be school related, so they're That's never going to turn anybody That's away. Great. So four to six, right outside in the tent at Methuen High School on yeah. Monday, the 30th, uh, yeah. if you decide. They actually were at a point where for the adults eligible, they had all three vaccinations, yeah. so the adults could choose. Yeah. So just wanted to put a plug out there for another opportunity. Yeah. Um, so. Um, that's great news. So uh, this Monday, 4 to 6 at the high school, if you have not yet been vaccinated. Okay, keep them rolling. Yeah. Um, there's the incident rate chart back up to 16.5 and um, uh, steadily creeping upward. Next one. Um, and there are positivity is up to 4.45%. You can see we're way down to zero. At the beginning of the summer, we were down to 0.8. Right. So there's a gradual reshuffle here. Keep going. All right. Uh, now, my my fixation with the three cities, uh, you got Methuen, Lawrence, and Haverhill. Um, so I'm going to skip to, you know, uh, Haverhill's had more cases than ours. Um, 
in the last two weeks, you see they've had 125. We've had 124. Lawrence has had 264. So all three cities are on the rise. And I do this as kind of a sandy check, too, to make sure, hey, is there something happening in Methuen that's not happening elsewhere? Um, so you can see the trends are on the rise, and you need only to watch the news to guess that to see that it's on the rise across the state. But you can see how locked in we are in Haverhill. The only difference between Methuen and Haverhill is the number of people that get tested. Right? Haverhill's positivity, you're going to see in the next chart. Go to the next chart. Is lower. So Haverhill's positivity is 3.5. Methuen's 4.45 because they test far more people. So if they test more people... Um, they don't have enough more positives to drive their number high, if you follow me, right? So they've only got 125 cases. We've got 124. Uh, but they tested, I think it was almost 1,000 people more. Yes, the denominator, uh, right. numerator issue, right. the fraction, right? We need more people to actually get the test. I forgot I had. Yes. I forgot who I had with me there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Statistically, um, you know, change that number, yeah. Yeah, and you know all you know some of these charts. You guys in the audience are probably sick of seeing them, and we can change these a little bit. Uh, but the next one, I think, is so. This is the one that I'm focusing on, and hopefully you can see this at home. Uh, so the state for first dose is at seventy point eight percent. That's what it says right at the top. That's the state, and this is. Uh, and I encourage you go out and check this. Uh, this is actually from the Mass.gov. Uh, vaccine equity, equity Initiative Dashboard. And so I can go out there and look at Methuen compared to the rest of the state. So Methuen, we have 60.7% of our population has gotten a first dose, where the state average is 70.8%. So we're trailing by 10% in first doses. We've made a little bit of progress in second doses. The state is at 63.7, it says at the top, and we're at 55. So we're off... Eight, almost nine percent, right? Uh, but we have come up. So you know, you can't read this. On July sixth, we were at fifty-two point eight percent fully vaccinated, and here we are on August tenth, we're at fifty-five percent vaccinated. So there is some improvement. It's just not um, meaningful enough statistically. I don't know how to say it otherwise, right? So that comes right from. Uh, the mass.gov COVID-19 vaccine equity initiative data dashboard. You can go out and get this for yourself every day um, at the mass.gov website. I put it on the slide and it'll be published, but they're out there and you can select, you can look at the whole state or you look at the various cities. Um, and I look at the other cities as well to see how they're doing, right? And some are doing better and some are not. So um, like I said, open suggestions if you've got thoughts on how we can get you vaccinated, because in the end, that's the, the game. And then one last thing before we turn it over to the superintendent. Uh, so back to school means uh, crosswalks, right? So the DPW is out there. Uh, there you go. As if you, where is, it? is that Nicholson Stadium? My that eyes aren't like, that good. Yeah, that looks like in front of the stadium. Yeah. So they're the repainting the crosswalks so that um, everybody can see it. And I would ask the drivers. So school officially starts... In one week from today. September one week one from today, students. September yes. 1. So uh, please, and I'm going to say this, but please, drivers, slow down. Oh, my God. And, and, and I hear this a lot. Um, we have drivers doing way, way too fast all over this city, uh, you know. And, and I do want to uh, take this moment to commend the uh, Methuen Police Department who conducted a, uh, many of you, um, my phone was lighting up while we were at the uh, police chief interviews that there was a helicopter. So um, kudos to Acting Chief Hager and the team. Uh, Methuen PD, in conjunction with Lowell Police Department, Drake Police Department, they used drones, and they used the Mass State Police Air Wing. Uh, one of the biggest problems in the areas, areas, not just the Methuen, has been these illegal dirt bikes on the roads. And they're everywhere. And when they go to chase it with one car, it's, it's a handful to try to get after them. So I'm pleased to tell you, outstanding job by Methuen PD and team last night. They issued 19 citations. There was one arrest. There was one license revocation. There was also some other uh, things. But all in all, well done job. 
Um, I, I hope they're going to follow it up with at least one or two more of those events because I think that can set a. I, I know we're getting to the end of the season, but uh, and I know that the noise from those bikes has been an irritant. Um, I get it. So all of you that call the mayor, we hear you, and we are trying to do something about it. It's kind of hard for a police officer and a cruiser to catch those uh, dirt bikes. They go places we can't go. Uh, but kudos, but doing PD, great job last night. Um, and we need to do a story on that. Um, so there we go. That's that's kind of a week in a nutshell from a COVID perspective and what's going on in the city. Um, and let's see if we got any questions before we turn it over to, oh, we got. We got people, I think, answering questions too on here for each other, which is great. Yeah. Say, okay, somebody's answering the scholarship one. I know. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa's on the board of the Scholarship Foundation, so that would have been my answer, also being a member of the board. Yeah. Uh, We need to, you need to reach out to somebody. Those should have been issued at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then there's a reminder, but there's a ham and bean supper for the Methuen Historical Society on Saturday, 925 from 4 p.m. to 7.30 at the Methuen VFW. Um, is a website Teresa put out there for more information. Um, I got a couple of people saying, uh, um, Be- now, Be- Beverly Marotto, let me thank you, right? And, and same, both did a good job. One resonated more with me. Methuen can't go wrong with either candidate. I think that's a, a pretty fair assessment of the two police chiefs. I, I thought they both did well. I really did. Uh, in the end, you know, you're going to get a feeling one way or another. We're going to move our police force forward. Um, um, yeah, for instance, Frank Cirillo is telling me, yeah, the dirt bikes, uh, Riverside Drive was the focus of last night's uh, activity, just so you know, Frank. So that's where we went after them. Do you think we'll have Halloween events at the Loop and Great Court Park Methuen? I sure hope so. Right, I sure as heck hope so. Uh, but a lot of that, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of it's going to be determined by how well we do uh, over the next month. Right, um, I'm concerned about our back to school. Um, uh, if the numbers don't spike, can we go back to school? Absolutely, we'll do Halloween. Right, I love Halloween, so there's no reason not to. But I do um, as well. Yeah, who doesn't? Right. I saw Senator Zogler is trying to get one of the witches from the Salem witch trials pardoned. That's on today's news. Um, uh, Dr. Kwong, how did the new teacher orientation go today? Were there many concerns about COVID protocols? Yeah, so thanks for that question. So new teacher orientation is uh, was held today and will also be held tomorrow. Uh, it was phenomenal. We had... Uh, probably 90 uh, new staff members, so yeah. from resignations, retirement fills, to some new positions. <laughs> uh, so it was a great group of folks. Uh, they were all um, eager, nervous, you know, all those things you want yeah. new, new teachers to be. Um, but we had uh, a really great plan today, and we rotated through. They were with me for a session. They were with Ed Lucier, our director of technology, for a session. They were with John Crocker. Um, our director of school mental health for a session and with Ron Noble for a session. So I, it was a really, it was a lot for our new yeah. teachers, but uh, it was really uh, important time. So I did get to talk about some of the COVID stuff with, yeah. with the new teachers. Uh, the protocols that we went over at school committee on Monday night uh, was pretty much the highlight of those conversations. Uh, and I have to say the the teachers coming in were great uh, they really understood what we are, you know, we have to get back to school, but we have to be very cautious as well and still follow uh, some of these rules that are feasible for us to follow. So uh, they were fantastic. I think we, hopefully, uh, they said I did, but, you know, just calmed their fears and anxiety a little bit about what to yeah. expect and that, you know, we're understanding, I think we're in a place where we understand that, um, and I think you've said this on Monday night and it resonated with me, is we're, we're in a place where we actually can't box ourselves into this very rigid, right. um, you know, protocol right yeah. now because we're not in that place. And that's hard for some of us who are type A and uh, we like that rigidity. But, um, you know, we, we have a plan in place and we are going to welcome all of our students back next week with open arms. Open arms, yeah. Um, there absolutely will be some rules we have to follow and 
yes, we all will have our school committee meeting on Monday night to adopt our face covering policy, which will include the state mandate, which I did receive about 10 minutes prior to coming here. Ah. So we have the language, so we will be reviewing that and uh, framing our uh, policy around that language uh, to present on Monday night. So I think people recognize that you know we do have to get back to uh, focus on education and remember that the processes and protocols we had in place last year, so many of them worked. Yeah. Our nurses did just a phenomenal job, and a lot of those procedures are going to just stay in place. And yeah. so... Um, it was a great day. I'm exhausted, but it was a great day yeah. uh, seeing all the new faces and just having them feel a little more. I hope they all left today a feeling cookies. a little more comfortable. It's a higher turnover than normal, though, right? It is a much higher turnover than normal. Yeah. Um, we typically don't have as much turmoil, I think, uh, and my colleagues are also experiencing some of this. Uh, certain teachers, especially specialized teachers, special education, ESL, uh, I think we lost educators to the pandemic, so we had far more resignations than we typically do in a given year. Um, and we also had staff that just were getting uh, jobs in other districts or being yeah. recruited and yeah. uh, you know, maybe in the town they live in or closer to where they live or whatever, yeah. more money. I mean, there's all those situations, I think, that were playing yeah. itself out. So, well, the market is... High yeah. right now. Yeah. And so, you know, the... the Supply and demand uh, chain is for certain uh, yeah. areas, content areas are just uh, not there. So, yes, a much higher turnover. And we had, yeah. again, we had uh, a, still had the number of retirements that would have happened on a normal basis, right. you know, to fill. Uh, and then again, uh, due to the budget that we were able to agree upon, you know, we were able to add new positions, which right now, um, is we're incredibly fortunate because you know not having going into September with potentially larger class sizes would, would I think yeah. make everybody more uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, so I I do feel we're in a good place uh, at this point. Yeah. Now uh, program assistance. I know you did a job fair. We, did. we pumped it on the show. We I probably know. didn't help at all. But well, no. I I'm going to say so. It was it was definitely not um, for not. I think we. Uh, uh, think we acquired six new program assistants okay a couple new lunch monitors uh maybe a bbe you know a couple of people came that didn't quite want this program assistant job at something else in the district so not it definitely was worth it right. uh, for us to have it people who were interested came and and we were able to move forward so we are still looking for uh program assistants in the district uh we're still looking for cafeteria employees as well um we have uh, I was I met with the director of food services today, and we still have about 15, 16 openings wow. in, the, in that department. So it's every, yeah. this is just spanning sort of every functioning department yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anybody's interested, please go to our website, call our HR department. Especially, uh, and, and so I think the extra check runs out September 3rd, if my memory is correct, right? It does, yeah. So um, if you like kids... Program assistant or cafeteria worker. Those are jobs that, you know. Um, Great hours if you have children. Yeah. uh, Can get you into the school as well. So, yes, we're still looking for for staff. So, Teresa asked, when did they go back to school? We said that next. They go week today. Yep. Yep. They go back to school Wednesday and Thursday, and then we'll all have a four-day weekend, and then we start back up on the 7th. Yeah. Um, Is it possible to pay for a lottery for a winner to have property taxes paid per year? Your rent to pay rent for six months. I think this would entice people. Just saying, being for newly vaccinated, we should do something. Else. Hmm. That's not a bad idea, Sue. Let me take that back to DPH and see what they think. Anything like that, I have to get approved by the state where I'm going to waive certain uh, mm-hmm. taxes. But uh, it bears mention. Um, okay. What feedback did you get from the children and parents about going back in person given the new COVID-19 mask rules? Just believe by, uh, just released by Department of Ed. What exceptions are there? Are there some exceptions for people with certain medical conditions? Of course, there are. Yeah, so um, like I just said, we got the actual mandate from the commissioner, again, at, I think 447 yeah. or something like that before yeah. I got here. Um, so we will look at that, and we'll, again, that will be the foundation of our um, face covering policy for Monday evening. Um, but... <coughs> 
the, the, the mass mandate, as it was last year, they were medical and behavioral exceptions. We had students who are medically compromised that could not uh, wear the masks. We have students who are behaviorally con- sensory uh, issues that cannot wear the masks. So uh, we were able to work with those students and families the best we could, um, deal with them, uh, transportation on the buses. You know, we had plans for kids. So there are going to continue to be those exceptions uh, that we have, but I think the point of clarity that we want to make is uh, the majority of students are going to be able to wear masks. There won't be a physical or behavioral reason that they can't wear that mask. Right. Uh, and having been in school from April to June last year with just over 75% of our kids back, uh, you know, our kids were remarkable, remarkable. Um, they wore the mask. They knew they had to do it. Um, you know, we were able to go outdoors as much as possible. The weather was nicer. We'll, we'll maintain that in the fall. You know, as much we can do outside, teachers will do outside mm-hmm. with snack and mass breaks and things yeah. like that. So, um, again, we're just we're going to maintain some of the philosophy we had in the spring. Yeah, I came around school. to the schools with you after they come back. I thought they did outstanding. They were outstanding. I mean, we, we went in some of the classrooms. They were doing fantastic. Yeah, the kids right? are really just excited to be back. I think that's what was the most rewarding about our spring return as again a little anxious to bring all the kids back who wanted to be there um but that the kids really wanted to be there and and for many the mask wasn't the obstacle right they wanted to be with their friends especially the younger the older kids too actually you know some of us tend to lose sight of that when we have the discussion you know um you know um they need the social interaction of each other right Mm-hmm. And um, so what I saw when I went around were kids that were pretty well. And I, I know it's I don't think anybody is sitting there saying this is ideal no. conditions. Right. No. This is uh, we're so getting we, closer to correct. those conditions. So we have an adversity. We're addressing it a specific yes. way. But, you know, and it was it was, you know, a conversation I had today and I, I had it at school committee meeting publicly uh, is we have to get back to the teaching and learning. Um, you know, being our focus, we have to pay very close attention, obviously, to COVID and what we need to do to keep our kids safe. That's my priority, um, to make sure that we can have kids learning and, st- and being in school so we're not putting them in an unsafe situation. Yep. And we're doing the best that we can given the situation that we're in uh, and how many students we have in each school. Right. So, um, again, I continue to have just a remarkably dedicated team of administrators and staff and teachers and union around us to to want to do this and get back to the business of teaching and learning again if there are things we have to put in place to get closer to that normal in-person school experience yeah uh, that's what we're going to do i do believe uh i do believe that is the commissioner's goal is to get us closer back to that normal uh sense of typical in-school learning which we know is best for kids um it's just it's challenging right now to figure out where where this uh, path is going to lead us. Yeah, and so we do need to see what September brings. We do because um, the numbers are going up now, and school's not in session. Right. Uh, we knew last year it was not school that that created the cases. It was what kids were exposed to outside of school in Correct. their homes yep. um, that brought it into school. Uh, so. So, you know, with all of those factors, I think, you know, wearing the mask will be a mitigation strategy that I myself uh, saw as a successful mitigation strategy last year for our students. Um, it, it, it did help us not to have, uh, you know, overpopulated transmission happening in, in classrooms across the district. Yeah. So uh, I'm very hopeful, cautiously optimistic. I think yep. I used that term today yep. many times that, yeah. you know, if we have to, like, the, like you said, you know, we will be meeting every other week prior to a school committee meeting. Uh, we'll be looking at data and we'll be looking at cases. We'll be looking at vaccination rates. We'll be looking at what's happening in the schools. Absenteeism is going to be a big one for us yep. to keep an eye on. You know, are we, are students participating in the test and stay program? Uh, or are they being sent home to quarantine because their parents are not yeah. consenting to test? Can, That's going to be a big one. Yeah, can I stop you? So uh, we just got a question that says, uh, does the school system help a student for get COVID-19 testing? The student, so you talk about the test yeah, and state, which you explained to us at the school committee the other night, and maybe some of this audience doesn't see that. 
Can you just talk generally about the test and stay program? Sure. So Binex now is a rapid uh, test uh, swab. It's a nasal swab. Uh, you can actually buy that particular test kit, I believe, in CVS at yep. this point. Um, but the state is offering uh, t- test kits to schools uh, free of charge. They're paying for it out of their ESSER funds uh, that they're giving to schools um, so that we can actually test students uh, at that moment who may be symptomatic. Uh, and if they're negative, they can stay. Uh, we can test kids, staff too. This goes for staff and students. Yep. We can test staff and students who have been, been deemed a close contact uh, who have not been vaccinated. And if they test positive, I mean, negative for seven days, they stay in school. <coughs> so they do a rapid test right there in school and they stay. Um, and I think that's the, you know, um, that's the opportunity the state is hoping for. I think it's the opportunity we're hoping for yeah. uh, that will allow us to have the least disruptive uh, environment in the classroom. Um, you know, a COVID positive case, that particular situation has not changed. Um, but we, again, consent, parents have to give consent for the students to test, and we will be sending home that notice will probably come from me uh, early next week because it's a very specific consent. It's not one that I wrote. It's one right. that came from the state and the company. So uh, parents will have to give consent for us to do that if indeed their child is deemed a close contact or has some kind of symptoms in school. It's an immediate response to us not just sending kids home when they have that runny nose or they sneeze in the classroom. Uh, it's, an, it's an opportunity for us to keep yeah. them in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, we had a comment. Uh, let's see. Does the school system give students some education on COVID-19 ed- education on understanding what it is, how to get treated, and how to get vaccinated? Well, um, I think you do that through the nursing staff, right? So. We, we do. I don't, I don't think we have you know, teaching staff that actually have this as part of lessons, if well, that's what the question is. Um, you know, but the information that is going home, I would say Mr. Barden... Uh, always sends information to students and parents at the same time. Um, we also, our nurses, I know last spring, would also go to uh, different events to talk to students about COVID-related issues. We went to different sports events, you know, talk to kids at practices, the band camp, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. where we had different audiences about what the, what the implications are if and when, right? So um, that that's been our role at this point. Um, yeah. you know, on the importance of... Yeah. So there's a comment on here, why wouldn't you test the vaccinated? I don't think we said that, right? Vaccinated people could get tested. They could. So if they're symptomatic, we would. Yeah. If they're asymptomatic, we wouldn't. Right. Correct. Yeah. And, and just so people... Asymptomatic means right. they're not showing anything, so they don't know, right? I, I, I mean, uh, so I call, somebody's going to call in and say, oh, the mayor's coughing all the time. So I've been tested 14 times. The last time was last week. Um you know, you, you can you can have symptoms from allergies or other things as well that mimic. I, I don't know any other word other than yeah, mimic, no, right? Yeah, that's correct. So you've got to make sure that, um, but um, vaccination or no vaccination, it, it, you know, you still... Yeah, the yeah, Massachusetts Department, so the, I sent home some information last night to families with the protocols we went over at the school yep. committee meeting, yep. and the Massachusetts Department of uh, Public Health uh, highlighted some things for us that were a little different than last year. They basically are grouping some of the symptoms so that it's not we're not in a place where if a student or staff has one, you know, has one a runny nose variables. or yeah, a yeah, cough, yeah. Um, yeah. that they get sent home or have to get a PCR test. So yeah. there's there is a group of four symptoms that is kind of an automatic uh, detection system, I guess. Yeah. You know, the fever, no matter what, you would be sent home from school. Uh, a cough, uh, loss of taste and smell. And yeah. trouble breathing, right? So those four symptoms, the nurses are going to recognize differently and will most likely test and send out. Yeah. Um, but if there's some kind of combination of other, you know, the fatigue, a, a cough only, uh, uh, again, the headache, a stomach ache, uh, yeah. those combinations of, fev- you know, um, symptoms, they might not result in the phone call home, you got to go home, right? Right. Um, so that's what we're trying to avoid. So the yeah. Massachusetts Department of Public Health helped us with that a little bit. So we expect that... Uh, to help and streamline what the nurses have to do as well. Yeah. So Sandra Collado says she remembers as a paraprofessional in the school since 15 years. Every year she gets so sick during the first few weeks of school from the students. 
I'm sure not to be a Debbie Downer. The same will happen this year to teachers, but that's the nature of the beast. Uh, you know, uh, it's an interesting point. I don't know if that'll happen with the masks. They won't. Yeah, we didn't have any flu season this year. I think the right. state finally recognized that when they mandated the flu shots. Um, the masks, you know, they they do they do they work. Do. Um, and so uh, we didn't see a lot of other sort of school-born, you know, the strep throat kind of going through a classroom and things yeah. like that that are typical of a yeah. school year. Uh, we didn't see that, so I'm hopeful this year this yeah. might help us you a little bit, both. too, with that. I remember, yeah, because I, I was third, fourth, and fifth bilingual, and they would come up and just cough at you. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, what are current limitations now for students to participate in sports or ec- other extracurricular activities given current COVID-19 rules? That's a good one. That's really sports-related, though, isn't it? Yeah, so... Um, there's really not a lot of limitations on students being able to participate. Right now, uh, the mandate and MIAA also supported indoor masking, so our, our athletic events that are indoors, so right now that would be volleyball uh, at the high school is, is indoors. Students will have to wear masks while playing, much like we started the year last year right. with, indoors. Um, but all, all outdoor sports can happen. Um, there are no restrictions on you know, spectators outside. Uh, and, and such, so yeah. we're hopeful for the Friday night, first Friday night football game. You and me both. Um, that will be a really nice event. I got Ryan chasing the mosquito guy that was on because uh, we're going to splay the areas around the stadium. Okay. Uh, and some neighborhoods, not the wide spray, but the, the spray that goes on the leaves, right, gotcha. to kind of kill, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I saw in the paper this past weekend that there was a West Nile found in Salem, New Hampshire, right? So yeah, we, we don't want to keep the bugs away. Yeah, we want to keep the yeah. skeeters away. That's the um, last thing we need. Yeah. So, so there's really not, uh, you know, the rules, uh, again, in the protocols that we sent uh, are going to apply for if a student has po- is COVID, uh, COVID positive, you know, they will be sent home. A positive case is a positive case, vaccinated or not. Yeah. Uh, they need to be home for 10 days. Uh, they can return on the 11th day only if all symptoms, you know, have, are, have subsided within 24 hours. Yep. So if they still have any kind of symptoms of fever or cough or anything after that 10th day, they can't return until they're 24-hour symptom-free. Um, so those rules still apply. And the same rule that we had last spring applies. You know, some of our students are going to be vaccinated. So if they are deemed a close contact, they do not have to quarantine. Uh, so that rule from the Massachusetts Depart- Department of Public Health also uh, carries over to this school year. Yeah. So for staff and students who are vaccinated, yeah. uh, as long as they are asymptomatic, they they do not have to quarantine, right? Monitor, wear masks, monitor symptoms. Yeah. So. So Barbara keeps coming back and talking about why not test the vaccine. I, I, I think you're misunderstanding what we're saying. So we didn't say they wouldn't necessarily get tested. Um, Symptomatic. So so it's we're not going to test. Um, asymptomatic vaccinated Asy- folks. Right. So if they're if they're symptomatic, they're not showing we're any test symptoms, and, and they're vaccinated, they're not going to get tested. Right. right. So students who are are not uh, vaccinated and asymptomatic will get the by next now right. seven days, uh, and hopefully exhibit seven days of negative testing. Um, but it'll also allow us to catch students who may be asymptomatic uh, as a close contact with a positive rapid test as well. Yeah. So we, we'll have to see how this program rolls yeah. out. I got a question from Julie Clements. I'm, uh, I don't know if it's what privileges will there be, or will there be privileges for those students who are fully vaccinated? My daughter has been since June. So the only there's no privilege. Uh, everybody is going to have to be masks. The difference is that uh, fully vaccinated. Again, there's no testing or quarantine necessary if you're deemed a close contact. Uh, so it just it limits the thing, the steps that Exposure, the, the, the staff, yeah. yep, the staff and the students yep. have to go through. Um, yep. Again, if it's an unvaccinated student and they don't test, uh, then they will have to quarantine at home for 10 days and miss school and sports. Yep. Uh, but if they decide to test at school with us, then you know they can test and stay. Uh, so as long as they test negative, they can carry on their business for the day and go to sports as long as they test negative for seven days in a row. That's good. Yeah. Paul Brown said, I know we talked about this the other night, is there anything set up for kids not to fall behind if they're exposed or test COVID for COVID? I think it's the Google yeah, so we're we're um, we are working through right now that teachers will have their Google Classroom set up so that that daily materials will be set up in Google Classroom. So every student who's absent, really for whatever reason, will have access to those materials. 
um, that's a really important thing. And we don't want to just limit it to kids who are absent because of COVID-related because there's a lot of other related absences that we experienced. You know, it got kind of this gray, messy area last year when kids were out and who's remote and, you know, uh, things like that. So uh, the Google Classroom will help us. Uh, We've got some good questions flying in now. Yeah, okay. Keep, Are there any limitations to is, students but... traveling to another state, for example, New Hampshire? Will they need a test before returning back to school? At this point, there no. is no travel, right. and the school committee has <coughs> suspended our travel policy, right. so there's nothing at the state level that mandates that. So, pantry photography, the answer is no, no test right now. Um, let's see. CVS is now offering the flu shot. Are you recommending now that people get flu shots so people can stay well given COVID? I'm not a doctor, so I don't recommend anything. All I can tell you is what this cat does for me. I'm getting a flu shot. I typically don't get a flu shot. Um, if I become eligible to have a third COVID vaccine, I'm going to get it. The booster, if it becomes available. Is the Bethune Board of Health doing a flu shot clinic this fall? If you folks show me that there's enough people interested, I'll do it. And I'm going to be so we did the vaccine clinics till we were paying people more money to be at the clinic than we were getting people there. We did. Um, mm-hmm. So um, you know, in the early going, uh, the vaccine clinic were banging them up. We did we did 1,200 in one day. Um, but um, I'm happy to you know set it up at the senior center, set it up uh, you know outdoors, mm-hmm. work with the Department of Public Health. If you guys. Express an interest in flu, we'll carry it out. It's that simple, right? But um, last year, not, I think we did. Didn't the city did. do a com- but we did a combined in the high school we parking did. lot. We did flu and COVID. Correct. <laughs> we did testing and flu shots. I think and that and was great. We had uh, folks participating yeah. in both of those. Yeah. Uh, so Paul Brown, Paul's, it's oh, yeah, awesome. It's if it's COVID related, they still get school credit. They do not get credit. Being out of school, right? Or attendance, yes. Attendance. So, so that I'm not sure that credit, <laughs> right? So they'll get credit yeah. for the work, um, but if they are absent from the school, we do not have the authority at a local level to actually uh, consider students present if it's yeah. COVID related in their home. Yeah. All right. So you did a good job. You passed the gauntlet. That was most of the Ooh. questions I got through. Okay. <laughs> there was a bunch of them at the end that are really. Uh, I love the, the one about the state and the athletics. And, and, and I would say this, and I think we talked about this uh, Monday night. So there could be continued developments here. And Correct. that's why you want to watch the school committee meeting Monday night or come down and participate. If you come down, please wear a mask. Um, uh, and, and, you know, public participation. You have to sign up for an advance. You have to keep it to five minutes. Right. And respectful. So I, if I could just interject, so, so folks are aware, so the mandate that the commissioner sent is effective immediately. So yes. it doesn't change, you know, our school committee policy throughout has been masking indoors. Correct. We didn't change that for summer programming. Um, so basically what will happen on Monday evening is just a revision of that face covering to include the language of the mandate. Right. There are some things in here that are much more detailed uh, than... I was expecting, but much yeah. more detailed language, which is why we wanted to wait uh, yeah. for this to happen to be able to frame, you know, our policies if we wanted to add something or not. Uh, I will say publicly that the one thing that the commissioner did not add this time, and I don't understand why, uh, is very specific on the five years old or older. And we have 16 preschool classrooms in our district who were masked last year. Mm. Uh, so that may be something that the school committee may see as a recommendation to yep. just, if it's in the school building and it's a program in the school, yep. Yep. Uh, the kids and staff should be wearing masks. And I'm going to go back to something you, uh, you and I have talked about at length, and we talked about it again Monday night, right? Um, and, and I alluded to it earlier in the show. It, it may not be an ideal situation. We're, we're trying to make the best of the situation as it sits today. You know, um, I, I look back and I, I think about, you know, the school committee members and I saw and yourself and your staff and all the anxiety and stress that people went through on the, you know, last year. Are we in school? Are we remote? And it was a very difficult and it very became tumultuous. a pitch. Yeah, emotional discussion. And I get that. Um, we're trying to do everything we can possibly do to keep the students, the staff, uh, custodians, everybody who works in the buildings as safe as possible, period. That's all this is. This is not about 
punishing anybody, right? So we've got to lose that. If we, if I disagree with you, I don't like you. That's not what this is about, right? This is about we, we make the best decision we can make at a given point in time based on the information we have, right? We have a guideline from the excuse me, we have a mandate from the state now, and, and we're going to follow the mandate. Um, and there'll be some, you know, follow-up talk to that, and you're more than welcome to tell us how you feel about that. But um, in the end, uh, remember that the people who sit in those chairs, they're, they're, they're human beings too, and they have feelings, and they take it, you know, pretty hard when you're harsh on them. So um, when we do goofy stuff, give us, give us the kick. We deserve it. But, you know, over something like this, Understand that we're trying to make the best decision for everybody involved. And I think, you know, it goes without saying that uh, you, the staff, the teachers, um, have done a, a terrific job. I said this evolving, right? This feels like it's a constantly moving target to me. I used the word pivot today, and I yeah. tried really hard not to use the word pivot, but, you know, I don't know if that's over. Mm. And I think, again, I that resonated to me, you know, when you said that on Monday, yeah. that we... we may be in a different situation in October and the commissioner did put sort of this October 1st and you can get out of it if you yeah. do have higher rates of vaccination yeah. and you know are we expecting something else to happen that might send us down a different path and yeah. so yeah. Um, I think we, again I think everybody's positive yeah. you know cautiously optimistic about yeah. uh, opening school and we're at 559. I'm going to give you a chance to do a sign-off quickly, but uh, thank you again for coming on the show. My pleasure. It's always well attended when you come on, Superintendent. Uh, My pleasure. You we'll tell Susan Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, you're like a star, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, We got one quick question. Don't Sorry. worry. I'll bring John Crocker back, too. <laughs> <laughs> what if the entire class has been quarantined due to exposure? With the, so that's more likely not to happen this year. Uh, a lady asked if the whole class gets quarantined. Right. There's a much lower likelihood of that happening. Uh, and the hope is that yeah. the, if they're right now, I don't believe a whole class would be close contacts. Right. We didn't actually have that happen in the right. spring. It would be, yeah, it would be the sort of the yeah. immediate. Uh, students. I drew it for you. Yes, you did. The pods, as I <laughs> yeah, say, right. right? Um, but the whole idea of that is that parents will participate in test and stay. Yeah. And that students will stay in, yeah. the, in the school. Parents won't have to leave work um, and be home with a kid for 10 days. So right. if parents give consent for this one nasal swab, a rapid test during the school day for their child when they uh, are deemed a close contact or may have a, a symptom yep. uh, to be tested in order to determine if they can stay or do they have to go get tested somewhere else. And when, does that, when does that permission go home? So likely it's going to come from me early next week. Okay. I'm just waiting for the final, make sure the final link I have is working for parents because uh, it's not coming from me. It's, unfor- you know, it's not something I've created. Right. It's, I'm, I'm relying on the company and the state to yeah. make sure that all works. So, yeah. But that will come in a set. That won't be in a principal newsletter. That will come yeah. in a separate email from me. Yeah. So when you get the test and safe form, if you get questions, ask them. If, 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 you, if you want your child to stay in school, please sign the form and return it so they can be tested and they can stay in class, right? And older kids can actually self-swab, uh, which makes it easier so they don't have to have one of the adults do it. Yeah. They'll, help, they'll be supervised, but yeah. I've had to self-swab. Yeah. You know, it's not super fun, but it's easy. Yeah. makes it easier, a little less anxiety-ridden. Yeah. All right. Anything last thing you want to say before we get off the stage? Anything we missed? No. Or? I just I I'm ex- I really am excited to open the year yeah. again. The, we've been working hard to open schools and uh, welcome back students, and um, it's just exciting to be able to think about kids coming back uh, full swing and yeah. and start some of our strategic learning plans we talked Amen. about with the new teachers today, and not have all the conversations be about COVID. Amen. You know, I think that's. Uh, we know that it's important, but we also have uh, really other uh, important work to do for our students, for teaching, learning, and their social, yep. you know, and mental well-being. So yep. I'm excited for it. Staff is excited. The new staff was phenomenal. Yep. It's going to be a great opening. Yep. Cool. And this, I, the sidewalks, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. As I was driving today, I'm like, I got to send Pat Bauer an email because I'm so thankful that the, all the sidewalks are getting done. It makes such a difference, a yeah. world of difference for it us. It does. It does. It does. They look great. They're yep. very noticeable. You cannot yeah. miss a sidewalk. Yeah. You've got to really be out of it yeah, to miss really the red. Yeah, you really got to be out of it. So <laughs> just for our buses, everything, I'm just yeah. so grateful. So yeah. I'll say that publicly. I'll still send them yeah, an email. Yeah, follow yeah. up with that. Slow down. For God's sake, slow down, right? So thank you again. Uh, we'll try to get back on.
couple weeks, probably. Couple weeks. I'm sure I'll All hear right. from Mr. Hamilton. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, for the rest of you, we're back here next Wednesday. Uh, and then after uh, next Wednesday, we've got uh, the Marisha, Freddie Corey, and uh, Ray DeFiore. We're going to talk about some cultural events. And then after that, we move into our back into our fall schedule. So look forward to talking to more. God bless you all. Get outside. Beautiful, sunny day. Get that summer in before it's over. Take care, Mathorne.